Somehow, UTH returned. Right. Welcome to episode 41 of Under the Holotable, a Holotable news network podcast covering in-depth analysis, mods, tips, and the hottest topics from the hour. I am Boxen, and joining me on today's episode, we have Mole Pokey. Hello. Celiaxera. Hi. And our special guest, Cider. Uh, now, let me make sure I'm pronouncing that properly. Uh, Cider, where does your name come from? <laughs> uh, great question, and uh, glad to be here. Um, funny story, my name is actually one of the default names that was uh, given by the game. I just never bothered changing it. It sounded original, and uh, I just went with it, so... Yeah, I think it's funny because you see Mo Liza everywhere, but I don't. It's the first time I really ever see the yeah cider, so that's uh, so interesting. So we're we're going with that pronunciation. That sounds great. Uh, but uh, cider here is the one of the programmers. Are you the programmer or one of the programmers? Yeah. So for for most of uh, for most of Wookiebot's existence, I've been the programmer. Um, brought on another programmer. Uh, a few months ago, and when we first started up, there was another guy uh, who's involved who's since retired, um, still consults every so often. That's amazing. So, uh, yeah, he is the programmer for Wookiebot, uh, a bot you may be familiar with, uh, and certainly has risen in popularity since the raid, which uh, we are actually going to jump into. We're going to mix up uh, the order of topics here a little bit, but I thought the raid was most important and most relevant to everyone, and we only have Sarah for a little bit here. So mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to especially get her take, as she is someone who has pushed really hard in the raid. Uh, I'm always jealous of your scores uh, and things uh, with that and TBs and whatnot. And so, um, yeah, I'm going to jump in with the first question here with you, Cider. Uh, just focusing on the raid here. Um, did you originally program Wikibot for all the raids or is it um, just, um, I mean, what was the first raid that you programmed Wikibot for? Yeah, thanks. So the the idea originally... Um came with the Crate Dragon raid uh, for uh, actually optimizing uh, which teams. You know, the, the legacy raids had all pretty much been solved um, by that point uh, for quite a long time, uh, as you know, all the raids were pretty stale, right? Um, but once Crate Dragon raid came out, uh, people were always asking these questions of, hey, what team should I run? <laughs> um, like every Discord server was like, hey, what, what team should I run? My, my, my guild server... Um, some people were coming out with infographics. Uh, it was like, hey, you know, this is how you run Tuscans, or this is how you do, uh, um, you know, your old Republic or whatever. But they're always geared toward assuming that you have that team um, and that you've got it at a certain level or a certain modding, whatever it is. And what was missing was really the answer to that question, not what team should I build, but I have a raid going right now. <laughs> what should I run? How should I split up my roster? Mm-hmm. Um, how can I get the best score? Um, and so that's what I sought out to solve. Um, and you know, the, the estimates are really there as a uh, you know, uh, like under, under the curtains, how we uh, you know kind of optimize what that selection of teams could be. Uh, but the goal was at the beginning, um, what do you do right now? Yeah, I think with the crate raid, there was a little less flexibility that you had less 
teams or like tries so you know you were just picking up like the five best teams i feel like maybe there were less tunes in the first raid that were available compared to the second one um i don't recall but uh yeah certainly with the new raid uh it just seemed like there were a lot of options and it was especially daunting at the start with all of the specialized mechanics we'll call them um yeah with the, yeah with, with the speed of our grade it's been pretty um a pretty drastic change in terms of uh complexity of optimization you know crate dragon i think maybe there are only 30 or 40 reasonable teams to run um before you start to get really into the uh yeah, I'm just going to throw crap at it and uh, see what, you know, see if I can get a few hundred K. But um, with this, with the Endor raid, there's so many combinations that can work um, that uh, the optimization is really pretty intensive. Um, I think I've got about 840 different uh, Endor teams right now uh, compared to maybe 40 or 30 or 40 uh, mm. great teams. Mm -hmm. Um, and in addition, there are eight tries for Endor and only five for Crate. So if you're kind of thinking mathematically, um, there's a whole lot of combinations there um, to try to whittle down into uh, what what's optimal. Um, well, it's easier when you're dealing with a small roster, but the optimization yeah. is much harder when you're dealing with someone in the, you know, in car or mar or whatever <laughs> every, every tune there. So Well, and sure. especially that even though it's like a three-man team, you know, the you can optimize a run with two tunes. You know, so you really can absolutely or one variables skyrocket <laughs> yeah. or one. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. In the case of Leia, and I'm sure a couple other tunes. Um, so that's really interesting. So, so have you noticed the the a spike in popularity since the speeder bike raid started? Yeah, yeah. Great question. Actually, um, yes. Uh, you know, Crate had a a, a big jump in popularity, um, but in the last three months, we have had uh, a thousand new installations of Wookiee Bot. Wow. Um, wow. Which is, you know, to, to give you context, uh, we hit 2,500 installations in November and now we're at 3,500. Mm. So, wow. Yeah, it's been pretty rapid growth. Yeah. And can you see how often people actually query it? I mean, and all that sort of thing too, or? <laughs> uh, for some things, I'm not logging every, uh, every query that's happening. Mm. Um, Maybe I should. Hmm, I'm just curious. But uh, yeah, no, I can see that it's just constantly being being hit. So <laughs> yeah, I'd almost expect more. But I guess when you consider that's probably going into like a guild discord and then 50 people are using it. Right. So it's, you know, that probably times, you know, the I mean, for the amount of people that are using it, it's that times probably like, you know, 40 or 50. So that's Oh, yeah. So saying. as far as like players, um, we've got I've got 25,000 uh, registered unique wow. players right now wow um, with uh 150,000 ally codes that are actually being tracked on a on a daily basis from a roster perspective yeah so i remember when it first came out i mean i had been using it uh off and on i can't remember for some optimization and then the raid hit and uh, it was just immediately like, oh, yeah, use Wookiebot, use Wookiebot, use Wookiebot. <laughs> I feel like I was seeing that everywhere. And then, but a lot of people were like, what's Wookiebot? And then, you know, they would go and get it for their, um, even the current, my current guild did not have it installed in their um, Discord. And so they went and got it immediately. Um, but my old guild had had it for a while. Um, so that was pretty amazing. Right here. Um, 
Yeah, and uh, sir, I assume you already had it in your guild before the raid or uh, speeder bike raid, or did you I'm, guys? I'm pretty sure we did. Um, I I honestly can't remember because we have a lot of since we're in an alliance, like other guilds will be like, oh, can we install this bot or 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 whichever. Um, gotcha. but I'm pretty sure we did. Um, and I, then I think we did. Yeah, because yeah. I I feel like it it used to have its own channel because we kind of kept the bots separated and then. When you have like an alliance server, there's only so many channels you can have. So we just amalgamated all the bots into into one. Um, but we were using it. We were kind of in that that area where we're in the top end. So it's like, how do you optimize your runs for the raid? But also um, doing it for your own roster because the, the, there are people in our guild that are like, oh yeah, just use use your Ewoks here. I'm like, I'm not building my Ewoks. <laughs> like you have your Ewoks because every, everyone's obviously built it differently, but also, you know, the people who took Ewoks up for territory battle platoons were laughing. Um, they were, they were all set. So it was, it was kind of that. Yeah, exactly. Right. You're like, right. This yeah, I, I had the wrong out. Ewoks though. I had uh, oh, no. a scout for my, uh... <laughs> no. <laughs> but, but it was, it was kind of like that. Um, and then obviously like the C3PO cheese, um, that was a really, really great, uh, like edit that I hesitate to call it an edit, but added feature that you did for the bot, because, uh, I was able to compare once I kind of had an inkling, I was like, oh, this is probably going to change. I should see what my score is going to look like if I don't keep cheesing with C3PO, um, and, and kind of where I need to improve from there. So that was a really good good feature too so that you knew thank you what to build towards once that change happened well actually sir i think that's a great uh point to jump in on here which is one of our questions you know with the i really did want to talk about that 3po change you know which is you know what's it been like keeping up with the changes i mean as this raid you know, initially launched and then evolved so quickly. And then, yeah, having to like program it like one day to be optimized for 3PO on every team. And then the next day having to like reprogram the whole thing, right? For like 3PO only being used once. Yeah. So uh, it actually hasn't been that bad. Um, yeah. Mm. I, I, I don't want to, um, yeah. Be, be, be too optimistic about uh, how uh, how solid the algorithm is that I developed, but um, it's been pretty it's, it's been pretty easy to maintain um, algorithmically. So adding in C three PO as an escape bar and then removing him, um, it was really only a couple hours of development time um, past the original uh, you know the, the original algorithm took a little bit, <laughs> uh, but changing C three PO around. Um, that's that that was really straightforward um, okay thankfully. that's pretty easy okay yeah, you, yeah, that, you that probably already bad. had did you have like an optimization built without him you know like in the first place and then changed it to him and then reverted that kind of back to him being out of there yeah so we didn't get a you know a brief algorithm discussion but um conceptually yeah. every time that the the bot selects an optimal team to use it's going to eliminate all uh teams that have characters that overlap with that team, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, if your team has, uh, 
you know, very stark and, uh, you know, C-3PO or whatever, um, uh, by default, it'll say, okay, no other teams that uh, it's going to consider are going to have any of those units in it. Makes sense. Mm. Uh, so with the C-3PO flag, I just have, uh, I just say, okay, well, now just consider teams that have C-3PO still. Um, it's... It, it was not a total rejiggering of the algorithm. It was just a rejiggering of how you of how it eliminates teams from considering. Mm, right. Oh, um, oh yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, so, because you were rejigging, like not rejigging it, but kind of tweaking it with him, did that lead to like a lot of time spent programming it, or like any challenges with programming the bot for the raid? Um. Yeah. Well, there were certainly challenges. So, um, I mentioned before. Uh, about the scale of or quantity of teams um, for consideration, and you, know, you kind of get into like combinatorics and such. You can't look at every team combination. Uh, you know, eight hundred forty choose eight is ridiculous. Um, and when I first added that scale of teams, um, when really the the Swago raid server. Um, and it started saying, oh, yeah, you can just kind of pair any of these tunes together and it's going to work. And um, there was a huge performance hit uh, to, to the point where I had to really, I, I, I had to turn off a bunch of uh, the features of the bot. I kind of disabled a bunch of things for a while mm -hmm. while I kind of worked through how to optimize the algorithm. And uh, it took a good week or so um, off and on, uh, <laughs> you know, in, in my spare time of uh, thinking through rework of the algorithm and such, and I did, I rewrote a whole bunch of it, um, and now it's that's running pretty smoothly. I mean, I think you'll see you get responses pretty quick mm -hmm. these nice. days. And a good uh, good half second of that response, anyways, just getting the data from uh, from CG. Uh, and the what's the maintenance like right now? I mean, I was checking out your Discord server, and it seems like you're kind of interacting with people all the time in terms of just kind of getting the feedback and making minor adjustments. Yeah, so as, as far as maintenance from a RAID perspective, uh, most of it right now is uh, adjust, uh, adding more teams um, and adjusting the uh, estimated scores associated with teams. Um mm -hmm especially different tiers. So you know, there, there's a lot of uh, assumptions that I had to make about, okay, I know that, you know, uh, Scout Trooper and Admiral Akbar can get a, you know, perfect score at this tier, but is that true at every tier? I'm not sure. I've, I've made an assumption that right now that yes, uh, they can achieve a perfect score at every tier. Um, so a G12 Akbar and a G12 Scout Trooper can get What's, is that the 450k tier at G12? I don't even know. Um, I don't have data for that. So there's there's assumptions there um, for sure. Um, but as that data comes in, I, I, I adjust uh, at different tiers because the teams certainly perform differently. Um, it, it's not a it's not a clean progression. Yeah, I mean, I think you just brought up the scores, which I'd never really thought about. I mean, it certainly. Um you know, they're so helpful, and you know, and especially because it has that really cool comparison. But yeah, how are you figuring out like what you're producing for an estimated score? I mean, that just seems like there would be a wild variation there. And uh, how did you tackle, you know, um, pulling those scores into the, the uh, that command? Yeah, and I think, I think the important thing is to uh, keep emphasizing that they are estimated. <laughs> um, there's certainly a lot of RNG with most of the runs. Um, there are only a few that are 
really like, hey, this is what it's going to be every single time, right? Um, but the estimates are based off of a combination of uh, not just the quality of the team itself, um, and hey, yeah, these two units together, these three units together are better than these three units, et cetera. But also for an individual player, um, the depth of their modding, uh, not necessarily, not, not the mods at all that they have on those units, because there's some level of assumption about whether you're remodding or not, uh, depending on the uh, um, the uh, uh, effort that you're putting into the raid. But the... Uh, but the, the mod depth and then the relic levels of the units themselves. So in, in comparison, relic and gear level in comparison to the minimum requirements for that tier. So someone with an R9 Akbar is going to do better than someone with a, is going to get a slightly higher estimated score than someone with a R8 Akbar at the top tier. Mm -hmm. that makes yeah, so those are kind of the factors that go into uh, a formula for fudging around with the numbers to get an estimated score for a player for any yeah. player and i loved the low medium and high effort features those are just really great and then i even all the time just select the high and i know that even in the high um like remodding is kind of built into that but i don't remod except for my layup counter but even then you know not remodding i'm shaving maybe hundred around a hundred thousand off of my total score like that is estimated from high you know without a remod and so even from there it's just a great benchmark of like what i'm capable of or just even being like oh yeah like that's the high effort i'm still like only twenty thousand off of that or something or you know close to so um just been incredible helpful having those benchmarks and even I love that even with the high, I guess my score is getting close enough that it's like, oh no, that's, I don't need to remod. Like if it was like maybe a million less or something, I mean, not a million, but you know, like 500,000, like, oh yeah, okay. Maybe this is worth throwing more tenacity on this rebel or something um, to push it. But, uh, but yeah, I, that's just been such a helpful feature um, with those. And I, uh, it seems like the medium and low are almost, I mean, it seems like a medium person is just what hitting auto or something. Cause it, if you're hitting like just the right buttons, it <laughs> seems like you can achieve the high without the remote or at least close to. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, some, sometimes with, with many of these, you know, like the, the evasion troopers teams, whatever, there's, there's certainly randomness with, you know, how many times does Han get his evasive maneuvers removed by yeah. someone attacking mm. him? Do you restart every time that he loses or not? Um, sometimes it just works out great and you completely, you know, beat what a, you know, medium estimate, um, low is really just like, Hey, I'm just hitting auto. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it assumes you hit auto basic instead of auto. Uh, there's certainly some teams that are better with auto basic, but, yep. um, yeah. You know, I, you know, from, from my perspective, I think what <laughs> I, I rolled out the, the, the maximization feature first, and then, um, you know, th there's this idea of. How about you just do it for the guild? Um, and 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 what's the overall guild's uh, goal? And mm -hmm. that's been really helpful. You know, an individual can look at their estimated scores and say, yeah, you know, I, I'm beating that. That's ridiculous. You know, what, what, why is it recommending me this team over that team or whatever? But taken as a whole, we're finding a lot of the times the, the guild's overall score is within a pretty close range of what the guild's overall estimate is, mm -hmm. and 
you know, at least for my guild, that's been enormously helpful with determining when we're ready to jump to the next uh, the next box. Yeah, that's it, been a it, it was really for helpful us too. feature of <laughs> singling out <laughs> the people that might need more help, you know, or that aren't yeah. trying as much as well, you know. So yeah, the, I do love that full the wide range feature as well. So the, I mean, obviously, I mean, we've talked about it a little bit already, but the raid max command has been super helpful especially in the early days of the raid when everyone was still muddling <laughs> falling over themselves trying to figure out what's going on that bot channel in our guild was just full of people running raid max trying to figure mm -hmm. out the, the best <laughs> suggestions and whatever but um obviously you've tweaked that over time and people have figured out what works for best for them over time i mean i don't i don't follow exactly what's in there now because I figured out as an example, yeah. Chewbacca I'm ne uh, sucks. I hate Chewbacca in the ring <laughs> for me. Um, you know, but other, you know, other people maybe. So how does the, I guess the question really is like, how do you decide like what the best comps, how does it decide what the best comps are for the raid? Or and, and has that, has that actually evolved over time as certain characters like say Chewbacca or in my, like another one, JKL. I know people have managed to make JKL work very well, but I, d I never have like, so certain characters you go, yeah, this on paper may look good, but nah, like yeah. this is not, <laughs> so how, how does, how does, how has that changed over time? And, and how does it determine like what actually makes the most sense? Yeah. So th that gets into uh, the, th those quality measures that I mentioned earlier. Uh, every team, all of these 800, whatever teams have, a, a quality associated with them for every tier of the raid. And as people discover that, you know, what's realistic, and I'm monitoring uh, the, the raid server, I'm monitoring other servers that have a bunch of information, I'm getting DMs from people all the time with the, hey, here's what I scored with these teams on auto or with the remod or whatever, and at this tier, et cetera. Um, here's how wrong you were. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, I'll go in. I'll tweak. Uh, I'll, I'll tweak those numbers. And because the algorithm doesn't know anything except for the data that's fed in, it'll immediately kind of you know cascading ripple effects of, okay, well maybe Chewbacca plus Death Trooper really isn't a good team. Um, I mean, it's a terrible team. And <laughs> it's okay uh, with Hera. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, add in some evasion. You're okay. Um, but uh, uh, it, it'll. You know, give you completely new set of estimates um, because that team is no longer rated very highly. Hmm. Okay. So it sounds like you're not even necessarily having to like program specifically. You just kind of have your algorithm built and then you're getting information and then you're just plugging that new information in and then it's doing its job to kind of compartmentalize the new information with the information that it already has as well. Yes. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's uh, so smart. Yeah, yeah. And so it and that kind of leads into, yeah, our next question, which was, yeah, like, you know, just the help that you have been getting. It sounds like you're kind of getting it from everywhere, essentially. People are <laughs> contributing to this bot, um, whether uh, people are coming to you or whether you're going to the, you know, source of like the rate Discord server. Um, yeah, there's been several great communities for this. Um, you know, obviously, uh, uh, members in in my guild and members of the Wookie Tools community, and 
then the, the Swago raid server I've mentioned a few a few times. What a spectacular resource, starting with the crate raid and now Endor. Um, mm -hmm. It's just amazing amount of information there and and uh, and wisdom. Um, and then some others, you know, the Swago event server fueled by rage is just places that like to talk about the raid. <laughs> um, okay. I'm only one guy though. Um, I can't. Uh, yeah, I can only take in so much input. Um, and I've been a bit reticent about wanting to open up uh, the bot to uh, have community mm -hmm. input on results because you know there's potential for data corruption and or, or, or malicious manipulation of data. So I, I, I like to have the control <laughs> over that so that I, I have confidence in the results. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then yeah. were you working with like anyone directly on the raid discourse server or were you just kind of lurking over there and picking and choosing or like, did you even identify yourself over there as like, hey, I'm doing the Wookiee bot, you know, like I need more information, like feed me. Yeah, I'd say they know who I am um, there. Uh, mm -hmm. There are some announcements about it, tagging, tagging my name and um, in, in general though, you know, it's uh, what when, when there's not particular discussion, it's just flipping through all those channels there. And you were like, hey, I scored this, or I can't get this to work, or whatever. Yeah. Just, I, you know, I'm an active participant and, uh, and an active follower. Uh, and then, of course, you know, there's a lot of emphasis on the raid max. I think that's a feature that's available to everyone, and everyone is spamming that thing all the time. Uh, <laughs> can you talk a little bit about some of the other features that, um, you know, the other commands that you have available to the raid? And I know some of them are behind uh, a subscription, I think. Um, but, uh, you know, just whether, I guess, yeah, just in general, yeah, some of those other commands. Associated with the raid in particular? Yeah, yeah, in particular, yeah. Uh, so the other uh, one that I think gets um, some use is the ready command. Uh, and, and that's a, something that's really kind of spread across the bot itself. But uh, th there's a particular, you know, slash raid ready, and it'll uh, do a review across your guild of um, who has what units at what relic level um, based on, you know, what tier you're trying to be ready for. Uh, right now with Endor, it's really kind of like, you know, all the tunes um, that are eligible for the raid and it'll show kind of a percentage ready for those players. Um, with with Crate, it was, there was more opportunity for like, hey, this particular team who has, you know, a Maul Mando's team ready or whatever. Um, and then, uh, you know, you kind of mentioned the subscription aspect. Uh, the, it, just recently, um, we added a subscription uh, really maybe a month ago or so. Um, and uh, along with that, or shortly after, um, I added a, uh, a recommendations command, a slash raid rec, and it will give you a recommendation for what units to upgrade next to get the most bang Ooh. for your relic buck, if you will, um, units or teams. So there's a there's one query, which is like, hey, if I upgraded, you know, what unit should I upgrade to increase my score the most? Um, what one unit? And then there's, hey, which team should I mm -hmm. upgrade? Should I build up in order to increase my score the most? Um, and those th those are kind of resource intensive commands, um, which is why I did uh, put them behind the subscription. Um, but uh, yeah, they're proving pretty useful. <laughs> those those are very useful because that's like the big thing that I've seen is is a lot of people asking what characters should I 
be relicking up next. And it's also not even like what characters should I relic up next to get a higher score or like the biggest jump in score, but also that are worthwhile upgrading in other aspects of the game as well, like factoring right. all of that in too. Uh, yeah, so, so th those commands do have the ability to even say, hey, what unit should I upgrade? But don't consider these units. I'm not interested in upgrading mm -hmm. Kibo and Ewok Scout and, uh, oh, wow. you know, and, and the like. That's good. Um, That's or good. what team should I upgrade? But don't include any teams that have uh, that have Sharpa in it. <laughs> yeah, I, so I personally got really, I mean, I, the uh, impetus of this question was, yeah, I was looking through all the commands and I saw that one and I got so excited. And then like I ran it, it was like, oh, behind a subscription. I'm like, yeah, no, that makes sense. Cause you know, for me personally, I'm like right at like the 11 mark, 11 million ish, you know, that 13 million box is sitting right there. I know I could probably with a little, a couple relic upgrades jump into that bracket, you know, is that like worth it? Probably, probably not or whatever, but I was like, this will tell me exactly what I need to do, you know, probably to like jump into that next box. So, uh, and whether it's worth it for me. So um, yeah, I certainly was uh, thinking about that. Uh, quite yes. A bit. It's uh, it, you know, the subscription enables it for your, for your whole guild and any guilds that you're a member of um, $4 a month. <laughs> Clever. Um. I know like when I started using the the bot, the big thing that I was using it for was one to get suggestions on what teams to use based off because of the estimate being there. That was really helpful, um, especially while we were all starting to figure it out. Uh, but then because the estimates were there, it kind of turned into a game within a game for me. And I ended up being like, okay, like it's time, like not only is it time to do the raid, but it's also time to play beat the bot and and see if, I can take these teams and um, one, it's really good if you're using a team that you haven't used before and you can kind of see what a rough, like average estimate good score is. So if you're getting close to that, you're like, okay, this is, this is good. And if you're way off, you know, you're doing something wrong. Um, and then like for me and as an officer, we were running the guild report a lot too, to see who was doing who was performing higher or lower than their estimates. Um, so it was kind of like that sort of a, uh, of a thing as well, just to see how things were shaking out. And it ended up being really helpful for our guild too, just to see these are the characters you have in your roster right now that you can go in and take. But then also, is there something that you might want to tweak and, and see if you can get a better score or just like play around with a different team in a different way? Um, and compare it to to the output that way. Yeah, and you get some uh, some pride and accomplishment, right, for beating the. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> beating. Oh, and the number of conversations I had with people going, where they go, well, I wasn't able to reach this estimate, it is therefore wrong. Well, or I beat the estimate, it's wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, Both ways. Let me explain how this word works and how <laughs> like good for you for beating it. That's great, but yeah. come on, it, it's you know. And and there are some too that like I I won't even try like Piet Han or Piet Han. There's only so many times I can restart that run before I'm ready for my phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So some days I'm like, okay, we're not getting to 2.2 or 2.4 today because screw you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> I really want to ask Sarah and Mo here real quick because you guys are both reaching the personal max box, right? 
I'm not. We're not. we're reaching the max box in the, in guild. the guild. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm certainly... I'm hitting sixteen and a half ish, give or take. Okay. And what is the max box, Mole? So you're hitting uh, the personal 19, one, right? Four? Okay. So Sarah, mm -hmm. you're close. Yeah. And Sarah, are you gonna keep pushing for that nineteen? Are you kind of settled for where you are until the next raid? Uh I think I'm settled. We asked mm -hmm. everyone to hit sixteen as okay. the minimum. Because that's um, what gets you the max guild box. Six Sixteen six gets you the ma the max box, okay. but we have a ton of people like Mole who are going way, <laughs> way oh, over. So yeah. it kind of yeah. uh, uh, levels out a little bit. Um, I did contemplate going for it. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm I'm hitting the second, like the one right before it. So mm -hmm. it feels like a big jump, and I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's I one of those it. things that's not hard to do if you yeah. want to actually level the specific characters up, which yeah. at a certain point, it's like, well, great. Now I'm moving on to Tebow and or whoever, like these mm -hmm. characters that you're never going to use outside of this game mode, you know, and I, so, yeah. I will say like the one thing that I really wanted to do was hit the 16 million minimum that we implemented without relicking other Ewoks. Um, so the only Ewok I use is Nisa and mm. everything else is rebels and troopers. Um, otherwise, yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't want to. And for me, I mean, it was a, it was a good enough excuse to take up a core Ewok team. Like, yeah. just so now I have like a team of relicate Ewoks, but I don't, like my well, I and I was one of those people that sort of came up early. Like, I do have a Relic Seven Ewok Scout, but that he's been that way for like a year because of the the the, the TB. TB. I, he's never hitting R eight. Like, I don't care. Like, that's just dumb. So, but uh, but you know, I I was worth it to get for me to get a core team because that will have some value somewhere else mm -hmm. at some point, but. You know, the right data cron will come along and all of a sudden they'll be beating Java or something. So great. But yeah. Well, I think the one nice thing about this raid is that you have such a high assurance of usability. You know, if you do if like do an investment into a tune, you know, you're going to get a, like your investment out of it in the raid because the rate is really just structured. As long as you got the relic level, you're going to be able to get the score that you're expecting out of the characters and stuff. So that's been pretty nice. But Snyder, I want to ask you, as a purveyor of the bot, what box are you getting personally? And what, you know, how is your guild doing? And like, if I was in your guild, I would feel immense pressure. <laughs> if I was in <laughs> the guild with the guy who created the Wookiee bot to like, oh, I want to be using it. I should probably like, you know, I, I feel like I would have your scrutiny of your eyes on you know every performance yeah <laughs> no we uh um as a guild we, we set out our goal to be the uh the devil box the 66 mil um 665.6 i guess cg made it um <laughs> and uh you know we're, we're there um we've been there for a little while now uh we're um pr pretty settled um i think you know we're, if, if we had we do have some people that We'll probably be all in on the on the top tier box, but we also have we we got people that suffer from motion sickness um, relating to the to the raid, and some people that just just hate everything about it. Um, <laughs> so we balance that out with like, okay, you, you get your thirteen and a half million um, at least, and uh, you know we're 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 good for this raid. Hopefully, the next raid will be a little more uh, visually appealing. Mm -hmm. um, 
and you know we, we know there's only so long left in this i think uh at, at this yep. point the uh, the the return on investment is, is is well past well past gone. Me personally, I'm I'm somewhere between seventeen and eighteen million, uh, depending on how much effort I put in. Uh, nice. I don't have an interest in going beyond that. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, yes, yeah, so you're not going to push, right? Because we're kind of same with this. some of my Ewoks. There, uh, <laughs> I've, I've got Tebow and Ewok Scout at R seven, but I don't want to push Chirpa. <laughs> Yeah, every time I think about the motion sickness, I just think, oh, the next raid. Oh, we're moving into Phantom Menace. Oh, pod racing. Yeah, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, so since you brought it up, what can you can you tell us more about the uh, the Wookiebot subscription? Uh, what's in it, uh, and how much to sign, how to sign up, and that that sort of thing. Oh yeah, thanks for asking. Um, so. Uh, the sign up is through Discord. Um, I don't have a Patreon right now, but Discord has subscriptions. Um, you can purchase it from the from the shop on my uh, Wookie Tools server. Uh, the capability, what what you get access to uh, when you subscribe, um, uh, not only the uh, raid recommendations command, uh, but you also get uh, near instantaneous uh, guild roster refreshes. Um, so that's helpful across. Uh, several other commands that the bot has, the TW stuff, the TB stuff, the ready commands, reporting commands, etc. Um, you can always kind of manually uh, pull a new roster, but um, this way, if you got people leaving your guild, joining your guild, whatever, you don't need to worry about that. Um, it's just handled. Um, and then, you know, the, uh, the, the, the more uh, uh, you know, the generous part is just supporting the endurance of the bot, right? Um, mm -hmm. I, I do host on I do cloud subscription costs and the like, and absolutely, um, yep. it's been a hobby for a long time now. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, the costs do rack up. Sure. <laughs> I appreciate any 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 help with that that anyone's uh, willing to offer. Um, yeah, it's four dollars a month, just one subscription tier. Oh, oh, sorry, how much? Four dollars a month, just okay. one subscription tier, and for those commands like the, the the recommendations, it does enable that for your whole guild, as I mentioned earlier. And really, if you're in multiple guilds, all the guilds that you're part of. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. I didn't want to step on that portion of it, uh, but yeah, from you know the insight tool to you know this tool to like all the hot utils, you know all these tools that are available for the game, and you know the people that put their time and effort into you know making the game easier or more accessible for us. You know, that's such a big deal. Um, well, to wrap up this raid conversation, I do want to talk a little bit about you know we we're talking just about the future raid, right? Uh, I guess my first question would be, you know, are you at all excited in terms of like the dynamic of ha having like a raid that is standard to the game and uses game mechanics and then like this raid, which then went into like its completely own set of mechanics. And then what I assume might be the next raid will be going back into something that uses regular mechanics. Is a, Do you have any feelings there as to like, you know, are you looking forward to getting back into something that it it doesn't require its own unique set of rules or uh yeah um so i, I know that this this raid this endor raid has been pretty divisive um i'd say in the community in terms of uh who enjoys it or not um i hated it at the beginning uh just i, I didn't i didn't get it as like you know this now four different numbers i didn't you know different like these symbols i didn't know what is a side swipe versus a damage versus anything else I kind of like it now. Um, it's grown on me over time. Um, 
that said, you know, I, I've been playing for going on eight years, I guess, seven plus, and there's certain things I'm used to in this game. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, kind of a certain comfort area um, with uh, uh, how squad combat works, or or fleet battles, or whatever. Um, so, so the overhaul is a bit. It's it's difficult to get your hands around, especially as uh, a, a guild officer, a guild leader, and you're dealing with all the other events that are happening at the same time too, and you're managing wars and territory battles and roster changes and you know everything else that goes along with guild management. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to hopefully going back to something that doesn't require a steep learning curve. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I, I I will say I I. I I think CG really did a great job with uh, steering the direction of the game to align, to, to, to give you benefits for building your roster for the raid up to a certain point. Um, obviously, you know, Molly, you're there uh, pushing your Ewoks um, <laughs> to no other benefit. But um, <laughs> a, a lot of the units, you know, like I built my Imperial Remnants and then Dark Trooper Moff Gideon just you know, dominates so much of PvP right now and territory battles. I have no regrets about building those units up to R8. Um, spectacular use of resources. I think the only unit that I've upgraded that I don't really have a clear use for right now is Admiral Akbar. And I figure at some point we'll get red five, right? <laughs> I just throw him in with Leia. <laughs> like, you, can, you can go here. <laughs> yeah, we just recently expanded our TB stars and it was like, okay, here's a list of R8s and immediately it was just like, oh, what ones are for the raid? You know, like everyone is like <laughs> rushing, you know, first come, first serve, who can sign up for, you know, ones that'll be used for the raid. So um, yeah, that was really exciting. And then I know Sarah has expressed this and I think, I, I hope a lot of us kind of went on this journey where, yeah, the initial impression was very startling and it was like, oh, I don't like this raid. It's just too like whatever. And, but I think the net net of it is, you know, as we've gone on, we've become accustomed to it. I love this raid. You know, Sarah yeah. said she loves this raid. Again, I, I feel like this raid was just such a gimme. It's such a win. I don't think we are ever going to have a raid that is so easy and so predictable to get your mm -hmm. scores and get your rewards and get and be able to do it in such an efficient amount of time. It really feels like a gift when you think about those factors. Well, and one other thing sure that happened was you know, they, they gave us this list of the rules like, and your your critical chance becomes this and your speed becomes this and your offense. And as it turns out, if you just dump everything into speed and offense, you're laughing. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, there are, I, I'm overstating it slightly, but for the, and, and like Leia is her own exception, but for the most part, you, if you actually, you can keep it pretty simple and do pretty well. Mm -hmm. so that's not that's like you don't have to worry about the minutiae in fact in some ways i think cg slightly messed this up because they they put in a bunch of things that actually mm -hmm. really don't have much bearing right at all it, but not but nonetheless it makes it great for players yeah it's actually become so yeah. predictable now that when i go into if i'm going into the third wave because i do a lot of two-man uh squads like rebel rebel trooper if my rebel has less than 30 evasive stacks on them 26 being like the lowest i'll go in i just automatically restart I'm like nope not gonna hit it restart mm -hmm. yeah now this is a very accessible raid mm -hmm. uh, for sure 
part of me is a little fearful of the next raid. Like, we just, I, I don't, I hope we don't get a backlash or like a repercussion of, you know, the fact that this raid has been it's such a blessing in some of those pre player friendly ways um that you know i mean because I, I definitely gosh having to do restarts to get like max scores with my mall team and things like that you know yeah. uh and i i hope it, more than anything that they realize yeah the restart the, the keeping restarts to a minimum you know i mean that was the best thing that happened with repio you know all of a sudden you've taken restarts out of the equation and it's like oh thank god mm -hmm. <laughs> please like <laughs> let's keep this in mind in the future like as a factor for our programming um but with that uh i think we are going to complete the raid portion of the program uh we're gonna let sarah get out of here she's got uh important things to do with her day and her child <laughs> mostly and, watch him yeah, <laughs> yeah. good to meet you sarah yeah. you too thank you awesome. sarah for your time have fun guys i uh i look forward to hearing the rest of it yeah we appreciate you having we'll, we'll talk about uh, you the availability to join us yeah <laughs> take care have a good day see you all right and with that we are going to get back to our regularly scheduled program uh which we would normally start off with getting to know our guest so um uh, we'll start here uh cider what is your gp yeah so i i just recently broke uh 12 million gp um in fact i just so recently broke it that uh when i'm rating i go under 12 million still um <laughs> as i respond <laughs> Yes. Gotcha. And uh, are are you a Star Wars fan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. I don't think I'd uh, um, stick with the game for so long if I if, if I wasn't. Um, so what got you into the but, game in the first place? Yeah, I was, I was actually um, I was in the hospital. I had a severe respiratory infection, and I was really bored. I was just kind of browsing the Play Store. What can I do to spend some time, kill some time? And uh, I didn't want to watch anything that was on the hospital television, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I found the game kind of flipping through the app store um, and didn't really put it down did, after that. And when did you start? Like how long ago was that? And I, was in, I mean, 12 uh, million, I, think, you, I have to be a, a while ago. Yeah, I think it was December 2016. Okay, okay. So, and this game came out in what, 15? Or was it? Yeah, I think so it came out in 15. Yeah, yeah, so year, year late. Yeah, that was me too. Yeah, it was like Christmas, uh, Thanksgiving, yeah. A year after it came out, I, I seen ads and kind of ignored them and then finally was bored. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, no. I like Star Wars. I'll try it. So, do you have a favorite game mode? Um, yeah, right now, uh, Territory Wars. Um, it's probably one of the most stale game modes, <laughs> frankly. But um, I, I think it also has the most strategy involved. And as as my guild's leader, I, I really like the morale boost that it gives um, when we work well together as a team, whether we win or lose. Um, if, if we work well together, I, I, it kind of builds that cohesion. And that's something that uh, as, as guild leader, I, I, I really like. It's part of what makes my favorite mode. <laughs> oh, nice. Interesting. Okay. So you're also a yeah, leader of your guild, which I guess makes sense. Uh, but yeah, we'll come back to a little bit more about TW uh, in the episode. Um, and then do you have a favorite team or faction? Yeah, it's uh, maybe, maybe we'll call to the new, but Imperial Remnants have really... Uh, they're pretty awesome. They're a huge amount of fun to play, um, huge amount of control with the team, and the damage is just ridiculous. Now with the Datacron here, it's just a lot of fun to play. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I think we were all like uh, just sitting on the edge of our seat for Scout Trooper for so long, you know, with Moff Gideon sitting there being, you know, wanting to use his leadership and his potential. And then he just got completely skipped over. Now we never will. Yeah, we got Scout that's like, nope, DTMG. No, no, sorry, Moff. You're still just sitting there as a support character. Yeah. Really long leader ability. And uh... yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm interested. Do you have a favorite character? It doesn't have to be uh, even in game necessarily, but no, I, <laughs> um, I'd say that uh, because of the influence of my guild, um, Rose, Rose Tico, uh, we had several people who are very early Ralkers of Rose, um, in our guild. Like before, before Ray's requirements were even there, they're like, oh yeah, I got a Relic Seven, um. No purpose other than other than that, but it, it built a lot of yeah. I think it kind of harkens back, but it built a lot of like uh, camaraderie within the guild, um, kind of a, a, a bonding, if you will. Um, <laughs> and so that's been an enduring theme um, within nice. our guild. Yeah. Do you have like a guild hazing or initiation where they have to put the Omicron on Rose or something? <laughs> it's just teasing right now. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, I mean, because I've been looking at it. I got uh, Omicrons uh, stocked up, and I know uh, uh, Bane is going to take a bunch. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I've been looking hard at that Rose one. Yeah, you know, I mean, Fatal had some good videos recently with, uh, you know, Finn and Finn and Rose and others taking out. I think it was Ray, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it took, it took him a while to get there, but yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Rose, that's a hot take. That's great. Uh, what character ship would you like to see come to the game? Do you have anything? Uh, Especially, I guess, this would also pair, uh, if you want to sub-question this, uh, anything you're looking forward to from Phantom Menace, since we're in that area? I say, like, <laughs> with Phantom Menace around the corner, um, you know, we, we're missing Jar Jar and the Gungans. I'd be surprised if we don't get uh, something related to them. But, you know, CG is certainly surprised us before ever since they camped down on the leaks <laughs> mm -hmm. um but yeah yeah some gungans would be nice i don't uh i never liked them in the movies really mm -hmm. um so it's kind of funny to say but uh conceptually in the game i think it'd be a lot of fun i think game wise you could see them being a fun faction right yeah i, I would hope it, slash Hey, we could see them being the next inquisitors uh just in terms of <laughs> that's a that's a wonderful image that's great. <laughs> yeah, them. Uh, Imagine the, the the Gungan Inquisitor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do, are there any quality of life updates you'd like to see come to the game? Yes, yes. Um, I, if, if I had to choose just one, though, um, right now it would be uh, saving and restoring all my mods to a baseline. Um, just it, it's something that Hot Utils does, but I've got to go to another. I've got to go to a bot to get that and. There's between the raid and the territory battles, um, especially CG has brought a lot more things that require proper modding in order to uh, in order to win, um, and not being able to go back to you know what my mods were before I remodded within the game is enormously frustrating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I feel like I see. Sorry, Ben. Oh, I was just going to say, by far the feature in Hot Utils I use the most. By far. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And I, it, it, for especially like newer players and things like that, or, you know, so many players I think are shy to do remodding and it's a game changer when you just know like, okay, I can spend the five minutes to remod this. And then I don't have to spend the time to undo it or mod it back. You know, I can just hit one button and then it makes it all worth it. Um, yeah. That's so it's huge. I, I held out for so long um, at this like default mod tab in my my loadouts like every unit anytime i changed a mod i'd go in there and i'd update the default mods for that unit and then after i after i finished remodding for whatever event i'd go back and restore all the units at empty mods um but then there's like caps on the number of loadouts that you can have in game. that's driving me nuts and, yeah I just... and then there's the caps on the number of mods that you can have in your inventory it's just yeah, the cap on number of loadouts is 200, I think, and we're yes. up to 260 yeah. characters. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> so, you, yeah, we're going to be at a point where you can't have a loadout on 100 characters, and then I don't, yeah, I don't I don't know. Because, yeah, I, I try to maintain that management. Um, should, you know, something ever happen to Hot Utils, you know, I don't want to yep. be left, um, you know, unmanaged. So, yeah. I used to, and then I just... I, I I gave up. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to trust that Hot Utils is going <laughs> to. Yeah. No, no database corruption. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Um, and then, uh, what are you currently working on your roster? Who are you grinding? Yeah, Bo Katan. Um, yeah, just for Bo. Huh? Working on her. Uh, yeah. On her units. That's all I've got left. I mean, yeah, I've, I've got some random units that I could upgrade at some point, but. Yeah. Well, 12, at 12 million are you you're probably up there in kyber as well are you seeing a lot of her and or do you um she seems like a game changer again she's like the character the haves and the haves nots um for the character in kyber right now uh you affected by that at all <laughs> uh yeah i would be more i think if i uh didn't just throw half my 3v3 matches by just sending watt in as a for 10 points um but uh, no, I've, I've fought a few people with with her. Um, you know, I, I'm in the. I, th I think my score, my score rating right now is like thirty eight thirty or something. Um, yeah, that's awesome. But uh, so, so yeah, I, I definitely see her show up. Um, but I, I, th I think I actually won my last stack round against. Uh, I started playing again last week. I took the first week off, just threw in Watt every time, and hmm. second week I played two of the matches and won them. Uh, one of them had Bo-Katan, but I don't think he put it on defense. Okay. Or if he did, he put it in a place that I didn't see. So, gotcha. <laughs> And it's one of those things, because I've seen her sometimes, like it's not Bo-Katan that's so exciting, although she's a good character. Right? There's no doubt. It's the Datacron. Datacron is nuts. The Datacron is bonkers. I bonkers. mean, you know, like I, I used her for cleanup a couple of times because as long like, and I would be like, oh, normally I wouldn't save this result, but somebody's missing protection now. So, oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Bo-Katan's Bo time to shine. Run like the board. It's, it, yeah, it's... it's I, I understand why CG does this, but the sort of tendency to like bring out a new character and then make that character ultra-powerful for four months, and then they kind of settle. Yeah, like, I have no idea. Weird. What, I don't really know what she's going to do without... Her datacron at this point we have the same issue um with uh who am i blanking on with leia yeah right you know leia came out she had a couple great datacrons with with her team and you know then she, then she went away and like okay now what are we doing territory wars what does this look like <laughs> i mean she'll still beat lord vader in fives because i was doing yeah. that in squad arena before her datacron but other than that yeah who knows 
uh, I climbed up to round 500 in Kyber 1, and uh, then my first match was against someone who had bow on D. And the, there's a Treyarch counter, I think, that was like around 70% from the previous week. <laughs> So I used that and it was going amazingly well. And I was like, okay, this is going to work. And then all of a sudden she just one shot at like everyone on my team. And I was like, what happened? Like I was like half a turn meter bar from my annihilate. And, uh, just like, and just, and then after that, it was just like, nothing was going to do it. You know, I just, she was just too powerful. Not many teams work. And so then I found the second time I went, against her on d again i was like i have to use leia like i just don't trust her i, I think even like on the cleanup i was like i have to use leia and leia it's still nerve-wracking using leia against that cron uh and that team so it is just the real deal i if i, I feel like if you have bow you should throw it on d because it is scary right now mm -hmm. uh, as long as you got that cron um so yeah i don't want to have to deal with that anymore so <laughs> but yeah just uh, three, more always, months. three more months yeah right i'm always just like so proud of myself like when i climb up to the kyber and i'm like oh god the level of effort to keep the win streak going is just <laughs> beyond my roster is capable of um you want to do a shout out to your guild i, I guess it, my question would be because your name of your guild has wookie in it uh did you create the guild and then have people join up with you or did you specifically find a guild with wookie in it uh you know how, how'd that whole thing go about no great questions um yeah, my uh, my guild is Wookiees Always Win. Uh, we've been around since uh, uh, probably longer than I've been playing. Um, and uh, you know, when I first joined, I just I joined some random guild uh, that didn't have any really understanding of the mechanics of the game. Um, put a post out on the uh, message boards, and uh, the guild leader at the time, Duval. Uh, he reached out and was like, hey, man, Wookiees always win. Um, so I think I joined in 2017. It's just been like mm -hmm. seven years with Guild. Wow. Um, and at some point I became Guild leader uh, after he retired. And uh, yeah, I've, I'm really proud of what we've accomplished. Um, we've got this uh, relaxed but competitive mindset. Um, kind of be realistic about what we can accomplish and what we can't accomplish. And uh, it's, it's built a, a very... Uh, a community with very low turnover, um, all things considered. Uh, I, I know uh, many other guilds have struggled with recruiting and keeping people on through events. And, you know, the, there are people that leave as like, you know, I, I don't even know. I'm trying to think. I don't, I think maybe we had one person that quit after Endor Raid. Um, kind of getting that, getting frustrated with it, but uh, a, a lot of it is just the, you know, we, we know each other. We've been in the guild together for years now, and um, it's it's been great. And I'll say that, uh, the, the, you know, part of the big motivation for developing Wokeybot was to make guild management easier. <laughs> um, being able to accomplish more uh, with less effort. I guess it's almost a chicken and the egg thing. It did is there in terms of the relationship to the guild and the bot name what did the guild inspire the bot name did the yeah bot... okay so that is where that came from that yeah was... so um just back uh back in the day if you will excuse me <clears throat> uh, another guild member of mine uh probably butcher his name but uh zupo so um 
he started uh, Wookiebot with me. Um, and, you know, he, he really had a lot of, he had a lot of desire to just kind of play around with Discord bot and see what it could do, um, mm. learn and the like. And so, yeah, we uh, uh, based it off the guild name. And it was an okay. internal, just an internal tool wow. uh, for, for fun. And then uh, it wasn't until uh, maybe 2019 that we started uh, making some aspects public. Okay. Okay. Wow. That's really interesting. Yeah. This is to build it, especially just for your guild. What an advantage. That's kind of cool. Um, Actually, here's a question. Are there tools in it right now that are guild only? Your, your guild only? No. Okay. Um, at this point, uh, not. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. Everything's available for everyone right now. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Wink, wink. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, that's great. Um, but yeah, so with that, we're going to transition a little bit more uh, here. We could continue. Basically, this is just kind of a natural progression uh, into a little bit more about the bot and you. Um, so what is your background in like software development or what? I guess you kind of let, let us know what inspired the Wikibot was just kind of guild management. Um, is there anything else um, there? What you, yeah, especially once you're a guild leader. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you, you'll do anything to make it easier, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of um, cumbersome stuff associated with your, your roster. And uh, I, I think actually the, the first main feature that we developed internally um, like the first serious feature was the territory warriors defense planning. Um, but uh, you kind of asked me about my background in software development. Uh, I started developing software, I think when I was about 12. Um, and that, that was mostly like on the, the TI calculators. I don't know if you remember them, the graphing calculators from uh, uh, days gone by, but um, most, mostly games there. Um, and then during college, I was doing some development on uh, a MUD, um, a multi-user dungeon, I think is what that acronym stands for, mm -hmm. text-based uh, role-playing game um, online. So I got into, that, that was like my first real-world development experience. And uh, yeah, I developed for my career and the like, and now, uh, you know, now with Wookiebot for the last seven years, it's a good hobby. Um, that, that's really what it is for me. Um, mm not in it to make a living or the like it's just it's for fun just like star wars is star wars galaxy of heroes is a hobby here um mm -hmm. it's it's not my career but it's fun no it is very serious we take it very seriously <laughs> i don't get paid enough <laughs> yeah well, especially yeah. if you're really into territory wars as well, and you really want to push, you know, in territory wars, uh, the extra tools there can be so it's such an advantage. So I know you 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 mentioned that this was originally just an internal guild tool. So what what were the how how did it sort of go for you guys like slowly uh, well over a few years anyway building it up and and rolling it out into the larger community. Yeah, so I think we first started working on code for the bot in in late 2018. Um and uh, that was the Territory Wars Planner, as I mentioned. Uh, and as we started uh, playing around with the with Discord bot, and we had things like you know trivia and dad jokes and memes, um, <laughs> they're like, oh well, you know, we can 
see what it takes to make the bot available. There are all these other bots that do random stuff. You know, why not this one? Um, just to, it was just a learning experience at that point. Um, I think that the, the, the main uh, utility feature from the original rollout that's still in pretty wide use today is the, is the cheating command. Um, I don't know if you all are familiar with the to, to catch a cheater server, mm. uh, but uh, there's a command that I rolled out is uh, one of the first commands, public commands on the bot, which was, you know, take a look, see if, uh, see what the probability that someone cheated at a, uh, at, at one of the journeys or legendary type events um, in the game. Um, this yeah. was back before CG started putting in the minimum relic levels or the minimum GP levels to even participate in certain events. It's like, do you know if someone, how do you know if someone really cheated to get Thrawn? Um, or, or not. And yeah, surprisingly, there's still a lot of people hacking the game. <laughs> huh. um, and that command is getting quite a bit of use still. Uh, as far as the, the, the rollout from there, um, uh, we just, you know, just kept building more things that were, that, that were useful. Um, Zupo also retired um, at some point several years ago. Um, but he still consults on several topics um, as I have questions in areas that I'm not an expert on. Um, Chaos Titan joined uh, as a developer a few months ago um, and he's built in some things around self-registration and uh, he, he built in a roasts command. Uh, so now not only can you tell dad jokes and praise people, but you can roast them too. I um, roasted a lot of people in my guild when I found that this week. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it was fun. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, it's getting used a lot now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, just yeah, there's so so much there, um, and yeah, that was actually pretty good. Just even on the history as well of the Wikibot, um, and so funny. Yeah, I was gonna ask besides telling dad jokes yeah how does wikibot differentiate itself from other bots yes yeah, so that's I, another really fun yeah. feature is yeah the the lore and the dad jokes are fun too <laughs> i like that you built those in it is you know it's not just you know functional for the game you built in some fun stuff too yeah yeah we gotta have fun with it right or or we get too annoyed with the with things that don't work right um but uh no I, i'd say as far as uh the, the more serious commands, excuse me, we, we try to provide capabilities that the other bots don't provide. I mean, that's what I look for. I look for gaps um, in, in capabilities. And a lot of that uh, really started with guild management type areas. Um, and so you'll see a lot of features in Wookiebot um, that we haven't talked about yet uh, associated with um, simplifying the life of officers <laughs> in a guild. Um, or providing more insights. Uh, there's a whole lot of reports that are available, um, a lot of visuals, uh, the automated territory defense planning, um, the, the dashboards for uh, for managing your offensive team, um, notifications to players that still have teams remaining for use on offense, uh, the, the territory battle operations planning, um, and you know, w with that one, there are a lot of tools that do TB Ops, Echo Base is great, and Hot Utils. Um, 
but I don't think there are any others that don't have a web interface. And that was one of the things that I was trying to, I, I don't like going to the websites to manage operations. Um, I find it uh, frustrating because I can't do it easily on my mobile, um, on my mobile device. I was like, what can I do on Discord? Um, so that was the goal there. Uh, the readiness checks, counter, uh, guild-based counters. Um, one of the features that we re rolled out recently that I'm pretty proud of actually, I mean, I guess I'm proud of a lot of them. <laughs> um, uh, Omicron recommendations for your guild. So you'll get, uh, you know, people like Arnold and uh, um, Calvin and the like, will put out like, hey, these are the best Omicron rankings and here's our infographic on it. Um, this really allows you to make your own infographic for your guild. Um, say, hey, these are, this is what our guild prioritizes. We want you, we, we think this is a S tier uh, Omicron and we think you should skip this one um, or whatever. And it'll throw up, a, you know, one of those S, A, B, C oh, wow. rankings, but with your guild's name tag on the bottom, your logo, whatever, it kind of stamps it for you a bit. Um, it'll generate it for, uh, it'll generate the infographic for you. And then uh, any of your guild members that run it's a slash rec command. Um, it tells them what their next Omicron should be. So rather than relying on uh, a potentially, you know, someone's estimate about what should be globally correct, um, like if you've run Omicron next for in hot utils, for example, um, which has a list that's generated presumably from uh, from 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 their uh, understanding of what's needed when or what's best where, um, this can be for you and for your guild. Hmm. Is um, that a subscriber feature? Nope, that's available to everyone. Very cool. I will use that quickly. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, Datacron's our next up on that. Um, th th that one I'm trying to figure out oh, how to get. Wow, that would be really cool. Change every you know every couple months. Um, yeah. So I want to make I I'm trying to minimize the overhead on myself. Uh, so that you, uh, while still enabling the capability, say, "Hey, these are this is your checklist of data crons that you need, um, or that we recommend as a guild." And you'll be able to see, yeah, hey, I've got these, I've got these, I don't have these. And just thinking about that in terms of like smaller guilds, I think it's less uh, applicable end game, but you know, Zeta uh, recommendations and or you know, oddly enough, I mean, a lot of people can just Google search, and yet they don't. I mean, every single time a new tune comes out, it comes down to what's the Zeta order recommendation or something, you know? Yeah, right. uh, I could see that being a command that people might use as well. Uh, so that's so funny when it's just like... Yeah, it's there's also, there are a lot more Zetas than Omicrons, though. So. Yeah, 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 that as well. <laughs> yep, yep, for sure. So, um, I, Wiki, we know Wikibot has, like, over 130 commands. So... Uh, Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So can you explain <laughs> each of them in detail? No, I'm just kidding. No, but so there are, can you talk a little bit about some of the TW tools uh, specifically, like um, how they, how they can help the players strategies and, and coordinate efforts and things like yeah, that. And how you use them. I guess you're probably using them yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, that's, uh, you know, what, what, one of the things that I think makes, um, them effective is that we do use them every single war we rely on them uh and in a scenario that i'm very passionate about because it is my favorite game mode um <clears throat> so i guess i'd probably break 
TW down into two different parts, and that's how the the tool breaks it down. Uh, one into defense planning and one into offense um, management. Uh, and Wookiebot supports both independently or uh, together. Um, on the defensive side, it starts with scouting. There's a scout command. Um, I don't yet have a comparison, a, a direct, you know, side by side comparison type command, but uh, the, the scouting I think includes features that um, I haven't seen in any other bots, and uh, especially around around like quick queries. Um, so if you want to know, you, you run the scout command and you want to know uh, what's the breakdown of TW Omicrons um, for the guild. I'll show you that. If you want to know more specific queries relating to datacrons, like you know how many players in the guild have Omicron Dark Trooper Moff Gideon at Relic 5 with his level 9 Datacron. I'll tell you that. So you'll know what you're up against. Um, how many players have a Relic 3 Java Relic 5 Boosh, Boosh level 9 Datacron and with the with the long Hut Cartel Datacron level 6. Um, mm. Things like that. That's, that's something that you can see real quick uh, with the scouting. And so it'll give you a good feel uh, for, uh, for what they have. Um, and then from there, you know, you're defining your plan, right? So uh, we've got an interface for defining teams, um, again, all through Discord. Uh, you, you define a team structure. The team's going to have different parameters, like, hey, I want uh, I want to define a, a CLS team, but only CLS where only where Han Solo has a speed greater than 280. Um, and those are the ones that I want on defense. Um, I'm not giving away my defenses right now. <laughs> but um, yeah, so... Uh, you you define this this team um, with what units are on it. If you have any datacrons that are required, like I only want to put this on the CLS team on defense with the you know protection up level three datacron that just came out in the most recent set. Um, and so you create that team, you assign it to a place in the plan with a with an order. Um, uh, you can. There are all sorts of different parameters that you can flag on it. Like, hey, I only want ten of these, or I only want these from the pl players that are supposed to be heavy on defense, or things like that. Um, and then once you've laid out your plan, you hit run, and it'll go through your roster. It'll grab all the you know for all the players in your guild, all the ones that are included in the in the war. Um, it will uh, assign um, teams to every player. And you'll see what zones are filled up, what still have gaps. Um, you can see everyone's individual uh, assignments. And when you're ready, you can send those assignments as direct messages to everyone in the guild uh, to place in those territories as, you know, as, as you've planned. And then hopefully people don't screw it up in execution. Of course. <laughs> um, but uh, that, that's kind of the defense side of things. Um, and then the, on the offense side of things, uh, you... Uh, similar con conceptually, you define teams that are used for offense, um, and you define sub some some subset of those that you want to track uh, for any particular war, and it will generate a dashboard for you, a real time dashboard um, in a dedicated channel uh, that has uh, buttons underneath. Um, so you might say, "Hey, I want to track uh, my Phoenix and my Tuscans and my Grievous and my Lord Vader and whatever else." Um, on offense, and it'll show buttons for Lord Vader, Phoenix, Tuscans, etc. Uh, as users, as players start using those teams, they hit the button, and it'll decrease the you know number of teams available on in in that dashboard. And um, it's a very low impact way of tracking what you have remaining. Um, mm. Some of the 
other tools out there for tracking your offense. We found them too cumbersome, but we also found it very frustrating to not know what we had left for offense. It's like, okay, we can make the call. Everyone go use, uh, you know, go use JML. And then we got 25 Ray teams left. And we're like, I don't know who still has JML. I don't know who's failed, who succeeded. Um, so with this, just you use a team, you click a button and you're done. <laughs> you, you've recorded it. And then as, as an officer, I know who still has a team left. That's um, cool. who has each team left and, and these teams again can be defined like uh you know I, I i've got a team definition right for only supreme leader kylo ren with speed about 580 mm. that's a team um and we know who those people are or where first order officer is faster than hux things like that um what how, however you whatever counters you like to call um and then uh there's a notification command so not just do I know that? I can also send a customized message to just those players. Uh, no more at everyone tags uh, when only 10 players have a team left. Mm. And I know who those 10 players are. And I do not need to type in those players' names. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, so so those are kind of the, the two sides of it. And that, that helps, I think, uh, for us uh, optimize our use of teams, both defensively and offensively. Um, because we know exactly, we, we know whether Arizona is going to be filled, going to be filled on defense, um, assuming everyone logs on. <laughs> assuming yeah. everyone defenses. As a guild leader, not having to figure out who has and hasn't done things is such a save, save so much time. Uh, I just, the amount of time I've spent having to go through <laughs> and figure out uh, who's still, who, who are my three? I know they're out there and I don't know which ones they yep. are. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. That's uh, really, really incredible. There's a lot of features there that I didn't know. So actually, I learned a lot there. That that's really cool. I look forward to, um, yeah, looking into and doing my, a little bit of my own research on some of those uh, things and talking to our TW officer uh, potentially about some of the good things that are available there. Um, and so yeah, that's actually. Uh, kind of a hot topic right now for the game. Uh, everyone is talking about. TW getting an update this year, potentially. Uh, new for us. Kind of expecting it. Um, so I guess, one, just in general, kind of what are your thoughts on future TW changes? But I guess almost more specific, specifically as someone with their favorite game mode, you know, do you have any ideas of things that you would like to see implemented or things that you would, you know, implement personally if you were, you know, changing TW? Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, CG could go um, all sorts of different routes here. Uh, we're definitely due for an overhaul. I think it's the, it, it's I think it's the last of the main like gameplay modes that hasn't been, had a revamp um, in the last few years. <laughs> um, new map, you know, they they could go simple, right? With you know, just kind of new maps or an updated interface. I, I never hate so much. That I can only see like two teams at a time, and I'm scrolling through 50 teams in the territory. Mm. Um, it's, it's obnoxious, um, but 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 those are just like quality of life type things. Um, certainly, they need new reward tiers. I think the top one is still like 380 mil, right? Um, is is that the top reward tier? Mm. Yeah, is, it 400, is 380 still 380? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we're we're we've got guilds, um, yeah, pushing double that, right? Mm. Um, New new metrics like they did with territory battles. I think all, all those things could be great. They could overhaul it like, uh, um, shoot, uh, what was the game? 
I played for a moment. Is he Sorcerer's Marvel Army Sorcerer's. now? Oh, okay, Sorcerer's. Uh, yeah. I think had like a like a a, a three way war and things like that. Oh, uh, I'm so sorry. Sarah <laughs> isn't here for this. Sarah played that. For, she loathed that. She will. She. Uh, I. Yeah. I. Yeah. Yeah. I. I quit after uh, maybe a couple months. Um, I just. I. I, I couldn't get there, but. You know, th there are interesting concepts that they could go with if they really want to uh, overhaul territory wars um, and really put all of our bots uh, on <laughs> um, in, in a position of needing some uh, significant redevelopment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as I guess is, as long as it's not three on three on three guilds. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> with a hundred teams per territory. Um, and so then, like, in terms of, like, Wikibots, um, you know, do you, I don't know, expect any, <laughs> expect any challenges, I guess, going forward with the, the rate, uh, TW changes, you know, and having to realign your bot with that? I mean, I guess you'll roll with the punches. Yeah, roll with the punches. I mean, um, I, I think it's flexible enough if we if we go to 12 territories or 15 territories or down to six or whatever, like, you know, 75 teams in a territory, wh whatever it is, um, all that stuff can be handled. Uh, you know, the, the, the main difficulty will be putting together different graphics to, to show the, um, the the layout, right? Mm -hmm. uh, just, just the visuals associated with it. But um, yeah, certainly if we're talking about some sort of crazy three-way guild war or whatever, that would be a reimagining. <laughs> Uh, is we're kind of just in a general conversational uh, topic here. Mole, do you have any uh, TW things you'd like to see with the TW changes if they come this year? You know what? I, I wish I I wish I had a concrete suggestion. I mm -hmm. it has to change. Like I'm I actually I've been very and or my guild overall has been fairly engaged with TW a little more than what we've been doing well. We they've really hit a rhythm with our defense. Like it's it's been really, really nice. Um but it's still, yeah, I, I, you know, there's, I've heard the suggestion of like, give certain territories or certain factions bonuses for particular wars or whatever, but that's Datacrons. Datacrons kind of cover yeah. that. So it doesn't make sense to implement basically another level of something, to me anyway. So I don't know. I mean, I know there are theoretically, I mean, you know, as Cider said, lots of directions they could go in, but I I don't have a sense of what would be the best route for them to take. Yeah, and especially as, you know, I've got a significant bias here that I don't want anything that's going to significantly increase my management overhead of yeah. the guild. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, and I've heard a lot of TW officers talk about that. Like, nobody wants to, it to be more work. I mean, I and yeah. even as just Mine's like a regular time. player, like, I want to be able to sleep. Uh, I don't have. I don't want to have to worry about, you know, any of, the, of of that sort of stuff. And definitely our TW officers don't. So, what do you guys think about uh, anything that is maybe increasing the amount of time? You know, so you're not in a 24 hour window, so that you aren't, you know, getting maybe more inclusive time for people in different time zones and things. I, I don't know if they would take it like the raid route, like maybe you just have one TW between, you know, uh, TBs or something, and then double the rewards per like a new reward structure or something like that. Uh, I would say, I, th I think it's a double-edged sword um, with, with that, you know, on, on the one hand, it's you know, you, you you do have more 
more time to deal with the international issues of guilds. Um, but, and, and especially at, at, you know, kind of the higher GP guilds, you do end up with a lot of players from across the world. Um, as, as the pool shrinks and guilds collapse and everyone's still trying to push up, uh, having everyone kind of geolocated is, is much more difficult um, or, or co- geo-co-located or whatever. Um, but at the same time, that just means that it's a longer time managing, managing this event. Mm. And with any event, um, I don't know, I'm sure there are some guilds out there that have, where, where just everyone is just always in right at the beginning. Um, but but they're few and far between, and you you're always going to have different people. It's it's different people every time, right? But it, you you always have people who are at the tail end. They're like, yeah, I just you know today's just not a good day or whatever it is. Um, and you know, people have real lives. It's just a hobby, <laughs> and we do need to understand that. Hmm. Um, and so they'll be at the tail end of the second day of the war, or the third day of the war, or whatever it is. Um, so kind of stretching it out. I'm not sure it solves problems i kind of like that it ends um it's also a strategy of uh you know a defensive strategy that relies on setting teams that have your opponents take much longer to get through um, because there are fewer counters and um yeah using the clock as uh as part of your defense is to your advantage it's part of the game very interesting. Yeah, I think TW is so complex. I don't envy them having to figure out how to change it and or update it and or make it more mm-hmm. enjoyable. I don't think there's any way to thread the needle on that. I don't think that there's any way that someone is not going to be or people will be dissatisfied with some implementation that they're going to make with that. But um, <laughs> I, th- I think we're all, uh, yeah, to some extent, looking forward to seeing that come into the future. I mean, they've done a great job with TB, you know, making that have a longevity, you know, and building that for, you know, outside of uh, something that will be replaced year after year. Um, And so I would hope they're going to take that same mindset for TW and uh, make it something that will either be more um, like uh, in have changes you know that like occur with it you know so it doesn't get stale i guess yeah Uh, um, and with that, I guess we're just going to wrap up our Wookiebot uh, conversation. Uh, boy, you really get good at spelling Wookie, uh, writing out the plans for this show. Um, it's uh, one of more difficult words in Star Wars, I think, to spell. Tooies. Tooies. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, you did tell us a little bit, you know, that you just implemented the Omicron uh feature or is that with the one that's coming i guess i just wanted to ask yeah oh, that, that, that's implemented them? yeah that, that's <laughs> been live for a few months now yeah 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 if you have any other uh exciting features in the pipeline things you're kind of thinking of mulling over um you know things people can look forward uh or expect in the future from wikibot yeah absolutely and i, I think we've, we've touched on a few of these um and for people that do use wikibot a lot some of them aren't gonna be a surprise but uh um, Chaos Titans working on an overhaul of the TW, of the scouting command that I mentioned earlier. Uh, much more visual uh, focus, so we're very excited about that. Um, it'll be v- very helpful for uh, e- even faster understanding what your potential opponents have um, available to them. Side by side 
guild comparisons for territory wars um, with the same drill downs from from scouting. Um, so you can kind of compare, you know, those datacron and relic based and omicron based or whatever uh, types of filters that you want there, along with custom ones that you develop for your guild as opposed to the canned ones that that I've built. Um, the territory battle operations management tools, um, still missing the sending assignments by direct message, uh, almost there. Um, <laughs> the few things that I'm building out, I'm gonna uh, release something I think hopefully later today uh, associated with um, you know, uh, finding out who has units available um, and who has and who's close to units for specific units within uh, within operations, um, especially if someone doesn't put their assignment down. Who else can back? Who else can fill in for them? Um, more reports. I've got a ton of data um, that I'm just kind of gathering that's sitting in the database right now. So I, I do, I do want to bring that to the forefront uh, so that people can see more statistics over time and the like. Um, yeah, I think those are kind of the main uh, the main things right now. Um, as soon as we start getting hints about the next raid, I'm you know we'll be yeah. up there and everything. Can't wait to, to just know that you know just with whatever maybe uh, reservations I have about the next raid, it's uh, a very good feeling knowing that I will have Wookiebot there to support. <laughs> you know, <laughs> navigating you know whatever they throw at us next. So that's great. Um, well, again, thank you so much. I uh, really appreciate all that information on Wikibot, uh, and especially as the player base uh, continues to familiarize themselves with it and it gets used more and more. Uh, I was just kind of thinking of what we do for episodes, and I thought, gosh, this would be just even for me personally so interesting to learn more about this feature that has really come into prominence and that we are using more and more on a daily basis, it seems. Um, but with that, we're going to transition on to uh, wrapping up the episode as a whole. Uh, we like to do our uh, positive and negative thing we are feeling in the game right now, uh, something we're enjoying and not enjoying. And uh, we're going to start with the Bantha in the room. Uh, and I'm going to start with you, Mole. What is grinding your gears? Well, you know, that actually just changed in the last 15 minutes, um, <laughs> sort of. Um, so... I mean, really, there's nothing, there isn't like a specific thing. It's more just like weird cadences lately with bow and stuff like that. Like, I I understand that not everything is going to be predictable. And there are good reasons why CG doesn't want everything to be predictable. Like, that's fair. I get it. But it's weird. It, it, this, the bow thing especially feels very, very odd. And I, I'm wondering where they're going with that. Um, and then the other thing is this, there's the general sense of quiet, general sense of not much going on, except my phone blew up about 10 minutes ago because they just rolled out an update. Oh, the, there's nothing in the update that we okay. need to care it's not about. the road no. ahead or something. No, okay. but except for they just said that the game is going to have an hour of downtime on February uh, 21st at midnight. Okay. Uh, this midnight, is breaking midnight, news. Midnight this is Pacific. great. Okay. Yeah. You're midnight Pacific. Okay. Um, and also, uh, mm. we know from the data mine that the next title update just went into cert. So something is coming. Um, I yeah. that 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 sure says, sent 
gives me a sense that we're going to see the road ahead in the next two weeks, which yep. I would have guessed anyway. But still, it's a it, it it's it's more suggestive of something like that. Uh, and hopefully, will the, the sort of drought of information uh, will will soon be over. I think we all give them a pass around Christmas time. We understand vacations and things. And then we're coming back. It takes time to get something rolling out. Again, that makes sense. But yeah, now we're getting into the point where it's like, okay, well, the ball should be rolling again over there. We expect a little bit more. And then even to your thing about the cadences, which I think is interesting, is I, I can understand them changing cadences, but I don't understand the advantage is not telling us. It's like, you know, when... uh. Uh, Jedi Cal came out there like, oh, it'll be the typical whatever cadence. What's well, there's no typical anymore. It was like six months on one, and it was four months on another, and then but, but before that, the standard was always three months. You know, so it's like okay, it's going to be sometime between three and six months. That's a pretty big window. And then Bo comes out, and I just don't understand the. And I guess maybe it's not set in stone, who knows? But the advantage on them of being like of not coming out and saying Bo we're changing the cadence and Bo's going to come out every month. Right. You know, and, and instead we're just all in the dark and it's like, Oh, Bo's again, Bo's again. And then it's going to be, Oh, Bo's not again. Okay. You know, if that ever happens, I mean, who? I mean, cause it was what, four weeks, four weeks, and then three weeks. So, um, you know, now, now that, uh, now that Beck is farmable, we probably won't get her for six months. So. Yeah, that's that's a hundred percent what I expect. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, when last I checked, I mean, it, it, the numbers are slight, but they it was basically slightly over nine hundred unlocks the first time. It was slightly over nine hundred unlocks the second time, and it was sl at least as of yesterday, I think it was slightly under uh, mid midday yesterday. It was like slightly under nine hundred unlocks. So they basically averaged nine hundred unlocks more or less through the whole thing. What's their target number? you know are we that, gonna... what's driving it right yeah, yeah. what was so weird though with the second uh the, the, the second time the event came around was that they didn't have any packs for sale yeah I was like, oh, what would it take for me to buy my way to bow nope i just can't do it impossible it's not i did i did i wasn't buying from shipments every week and no it's just impossible yeah like, okay, very peculiar <laughs> and, and there was the whole like she came back on the same day does this mean we're going to see her on the 21st every month? Well, as it turns out, no, like I, I, it, <laughs> yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's a mystery and yeah, it's weird. I mean, I, I think that... we're going to get Mandalore as a planet in territory battles, at least. I mean, it's, it's, it's the right timeline. It's missing. But... Yeah. I mean, it's very possible, but then people are also, we're going to get Naboo as a planet maybe. And I maybe. don't see, I don't see them rolling out two at the same time. And who, who knows? I, it's, who it knows? it's all over the place. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting. Uh, Cider, you have uh, something you are not enjoying in the game. <laughs> I think I've mentioned maybe one or two things. Um, I, I I can't emphasize enough how much I dislike not being able to bulk restore my mods without using a bot. Um, it's just an an enduring frustration, and really both in in they they rolled out at some point in the last year a visual update in Territory Wars and Grand Arena, where when you're looking at the teams in a territory, they're just so big. Um, I, I mentioned it like only being able to see like two at a time, maybe two and a half. It's so frustrating. It used to be that I think I could see maybe like four on the page at a time. That sounds mm -hmm. right. But then once they started trying to put Datacrons in there and like they just, they made them so big. I don't need them that big. I want... Yeah, you know, maybe make it an option. 
And, and, like, I, and, and I have size on the... <laughs> and you know when you like attack a team and then, oh, someone else is attacking this team. So now you've already scrolled halfway through the list and now you're yeah. back at the top of the list and yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a whole... Yeah, trying to find the ones where yeah. the datacron matches or the speeds are below yours or above yours or whatever or as close to yours as possible without going over. It's... <laughs> yeah. I was going to say the, the in a positive note of this, at least you can like select a team now and then like review that rather than sometimes you like before you would be like, okay, let me check a couple things on this team. And then it but you're always going back to the top and having to like, oh, what was that name? Which one jumped out at me? You know, maybe I forgot. But yeah, now you get to the point where yeah, you select a team you're like check them all out you've put the team in you want you want the data cron uh it's already in a match you're like oh okay i, I start to start this process all over again because it takes a, a couple you know it takes a minute to like get that all set up to enter and then it's like nope that team's not available anymore so <laughs> yep yeah. very frustrating yeah um, so for me, my Bantha, I actually had, uh, I'm going to do a retro one really quick, which was, uh, you know, I, I had a little bit of a rant on Bane just because, uh, you know, I didn't like the character model that we were getting with uh, Bane. Um, and I didn't also like that he was going to be the lifter for C. I just thought that was dumb. C's lifter just seemed like it should be something else. I can't remember what. I had in mind the obvious C thing is, um, but uh, I will say the character model has grown on me a little bit. You know, I've been seeing it more in ads and things like that. So uh, anyway, that's a soft negative. My real <laughs> negative though is I I'm so underwhelmed with the stab. I I I hate mm -hmm. it. I hate I hate this release. They. I can just imagine them sitting in a room and going, okay, we're transitioning into Phantom Menace. Here's 15 iconic things from the Phantom Menace. You can watch that movie and 10 or 15, uh, Calvin did a great video on like, here's the iconic things that stand out. And then there was probably some guy in the back of the room and said, hey, instead of anything iconic from that movie, <laughs> let's re release a stupid hover bike that again is so <laughs> inconsequential to anything and it's so dumb and then it's what's supposed to be a lifter for grievous great only in grand Maybe arena awful like and i guess another sub rant here being when they lock too many features of a character behind and Omicron, I think there's a definite balance there. Like sometimes, like with DTMG, great balance. Omicron takes him over the top, but there's enough features there not behind the Omicron that he's usable in other places. This character is so imbalanced, just trash. I mean, probably in that top 10 worst characters in the game without the Omicron, right? So, um, yeah, I just, and I just if you're trying to get people hyped about Phantom Menace, Boy, did you miss the marks to the extent that I hate it. I hate it so much, like in terms of a first release to kick off this, uh, what should be like a year of this content. I mean, hopefully it's one of those releases that in retrospect, we'll look back on and go, okay, this is good. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. But yeah, right. Certainly as it stands right now. Yeah. I'm right with right there with you. I'll say at least it fills out uh, if, if he's still, you know, we, we have often been using B2 with Afra in Territory Wars. Mm. So now at least we can throw Omicron Droid Droidica back with Grievous and another Separatist Droid. 
Um, not that it's any good, but it's a, <laughs> right. at least makes a team. Yeah, and let alone, I mean, who you know, and there's no way to test. There's no way to see what that Omicron does. So it just looks like trash. So, I mean, if you were hoping that, you know, the release would have any sort of hype around it, you're not getting to see its viability. And then, you know, and then it'll be interesting to see yeah. what viability it does have in Grand Arena. But, yeah, no, I mean, if it, I don't know if people will be sitting in on defense or if it'll be beat. It doesn't, it probably won't be a world beater, but it'll probably be, you know, something to, uh, that'll be an annoyance. No one, no one knows. So I mean, the first, yeah, yeah. it's gonna be the Wild West that first one, um, and seeing um, what it does. And I guess I'm hopeful, as always, with things in this game and releases, that uh, it will find a good place in the game. I mean, and Grievous is a fan favorite, right? Then I'm sure there's a million other droids you could add to the Grievous <laughs> team that would be amazing lifters. This isn't it, <laughs> right? Yeah, there's still a ton of cool droids out there and this isn't one of them yeah. this is not even a droid this is a, a little hover pod thing for a b1 <laughs> that we already have in the game it's a droid uh, on a speeder bike it's, it's yeah a, a b1 on a speeder bike yeah oh, what are we doing here anyway okay uh <laughs> moving on the things we are enjoying in the game uh mole start with you what are we enjoying um you know, I'm I'm my usual philosophical self. I I mean, we I'm enjoying the raid, of course, but we already talked about the raid. Uh, you yeah. know, I'm I'm in I am enjoying the 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 general sense. I mean, we're on a new year. You know, the road ahead is going to have something interesting in it. Um, I mean, fingers crossed, but should have something very interested in it. Interesting in it. There's lots of cool things that are could potentially be on the horizon and i like that feeling i like that feeling of like i don't know who's getting released in june and i don't know what gl's coming out in august and i don't you know etc cetera, etc cetera. but but it's all coming it's all out there and uh and so as much as i that also sort of pairs with my we have no information that sucks um you know it there is there's a feeling of potential uh in the air you know with tv tw revamps maybe all this sort of stuff so that yeah i'm enjoying that i'm enjoying just uh the sense of what may be Hmm. nice uh and uh cider what are you enjoying right now yeah i i think i've talked about several of these things i'm obviously you know i don't want to i want tw anymore um but enjoying that i'm uh the guild camaraderie is really what keeps us going um Right, having that, uh, yeah, that, that 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 virtual family, if you will. Um, but uh, I, I think one thing that I am really enjoying uh, that we haven't talked explicitly about is the cadence of raids. I mm-hmm. love CG reduced it to once a week, three days on, three days off, maybe once every six days, whatever. Three days on, three days off. Um, and the notion that there's a clear end state for this raid. Um, I know what I have to look forward to there. I'm, I'm looking forward to something new, new content, um, new direction for my roster to build that's kind of guided by uh, guided by CG, if you will. But um, yeah, I, I think they did a great job with uh, shifting gears from the always on version of Crate Crate got tiring really fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah, big time. Too much. Um, yeah, so for my I love you, I know. Um, 
you know, I always enjoy the downtimes. I mean, I'm endgame, but I don't keep up with a lot of things. So uh, this past couple of months have just been great for me personally. Like I, so my positive is like I, applying R8s. I've gotten a chance to catch up on throwing some R8s on tunes. I've gotten to, you know, R8 Mall, Ben, Starkiller, Fennec, Malikos will probably be my next one. Um, and so, you know, that's just huge for me to be able to take that for the top end of my roster. And, you know, I've, I've got a, like some R9 resources banked because I'm kind of looking forward to whatever requirements are coming down the line. But it's nice to get to a point where like, you know, I can bank up for the future and then also hit that surplus of getting to catch my roster up in some areas. So I have just been loving that um, as well as I think I've just even taken up some sub characters. Like I took up um, Maul, uh, ISC and um, Gar. It's like, yeah, I'm never going to, would never have looked at them otherwise necessarily. Cause I'm always having to, you know, CG is dictating what essentially I'm always having to upgrade and things like that. So um, yeah, they're, and they're just going to be kind of a long-term project in terms of, I just have them with terrible mods and they're R3 um, and just, I'm going to slowly, you know, improve their mods and give them a relic level here and there. And I'm kind of excited to get them fully functioning <laughs> space to be a fully functioning space station at some point. They'll just, uh, you know, destroy stuff. Um, Cause they, those two tunes are so much fun. So, so much fun um, when you can really get using them. So. Um, yeah, I don't mind them also. Very good. Very yeah, fun. Yeah. Yeah, and so I, I like. I think they really hit it out of the park when you do a rework, a uh, soft rework on a character, and it just makes them so much fun to use, right? And so I kind of wanted to get in on the fun. It makes them really interesting, uh, outside of uh, Gar fanboys that are out there. Um, <laughs> but hey, can I the... ask you guys a question uh, real quick? Yeah, hit us. Um, I probably should have mentioned it during the Bantha one, but. Uh... How, what are your daily deals look like, the things in the store? Because oh. I have literally had the same daily deal for like half a year of like 60, um, 60 Carbantes and 60 Mark IV uh, um, backed in gel salvage and things like that that I just have no use for. Some of my guildmates have gotten these things to change or they've changed for them. Mine have stayed exactly the same for like half a year at least. Oh, wow. At the I moment, did... mine yeah. look like uh, the my top one has 20 uh, impulse detectors. And then my the second and the third ones are mostly focused on signal data. Yeah. I, I have found, nice. yeah, I mean, but I have gone through those times when it's like, why are you offering me like G12 and below gear? I, yes. I, I have no, in, I never, like, I already have hundreds of, I don't even have a unit I can apply it to. <laughs> yeah. So um, what I have found is that um, it does seem to pay attention to where you tap and where you tapped last. Uh, I actually have a guildmate who managed to get it to give him Zeta offers a lot by doing this, although I never managed that. But I always, about a half an hour before the, de the deals go through i just start looking like i go through and i like look for signal data oh where do i find blue signal data like i go through i just go through the algorithm the, the taps i need to get to blue signal data or i go through the taps needed to get to impulse detectors or something and i don't know like i'm not gonna it's not a 
doesn't seem to be universally effective, but if I find if I do that for a couple of days, it seems to flip my deals to something much closer to what I would actually want to purchase. I'm going to have to try that. I got a reset coming up in a couple hours. So, <laughs> wow. Yeah, mine are all signal data and relic material stuff. Um, so, yeah, that's just kind of really interesting. I don't know that I've been necessarily like, tap, like tapping any of that stuff. Uh, but yeah, I guess I'm going to go tap Omicrons just all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I've never seen a deal for those. No, yeah, I. Hey, here's a, here's actually another totally unrelated question. Yeah. But have you guys started to get the feeling that omicrons aren't as important as they used to be? Like, or and or other, they're just not. Because I get it. I'm I'm starting to run into the situation where new brand new characters like Bane aside, I don't know. I don't have anywhere to spend my omicron. It I mean, feels like they've slowed, which is what it, it, seems it, to me. They've slowed the cadence and they've sped up the rate that we're getting them, which makes me really curious as to. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know they've slowed the cadence to a point because we haven't gotten an old character getting Omicron since Ogle, I think, but yeah. which was March last year. But um, but there's a real I just have this real sense of like, do I start putting these on Inquisitors now? Like, no, clearly, no. <laughs> I'd rather save them than that. But like I am looking at things like maybe I will put an Omicron on Nisa. Maybe there will be a use for Luminaras. Like there are these things, I guess, or, or Sidious or something. Like a lot of the these like Cron? very kind of C-level characters or D-level characters where I'm like, I guess I keep accumulating these things. I don't know. It's weird. Do you, do you have the Rosecron? I do have the Rosecron. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Already... yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, think, I... I think I put it on about six weeks ago. I hear what you're saying. Mine are, mine are building up too. I mean, I know I'm going to spend them down once Bane releases and when I finally get Bo, yep. uh, mm-hmm. you know, sometime in the next year, presumably, <laughs> whenever she comes back. Um, I have over 100 but, Omicrons right now banked, so, which seems dumb. Wow. Yep. Nice. I think I'm only at, uh, I'm at 68, it looks like. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely feel like I could probably get some bang out of my buck if I spent. Like I've been looking at Staps Omicron, and I've been thinking, would I, if I put that Omicron on, would that be an Omicron that would have actual long term value, or is that one that would just throw off somebody in GAC for a week until some until like counters are done, and then nobody has a trouble with it? Mm-hmm. You know. Anyway. Yeah, because like, there, there's some that have uh, just there's some that have come back. Like I think everyone kind of thought Saw was a pretty terrible character and ter- you know useless Omicron at the beginning. And he's pretty strong even without the Datacrons, as it turns out. Yeah, we we started putting him on defense and a couple of us in my guild started putting him on GAC on defense for a bit. And I mean, this is Pico, more, Pico Burrito more than anyone else. He was like, I keep getting holds, multiple holds. Yeah. Like on the on this like and I and to a degree it was because I think it was because the people attacking assumed it wouldn't be a problem so I think that has tapered off as people have t- taken it more seriously but even so yeah it's 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 turned out to be a pretty decent I'm so glad you bring that up because that one's been you know at the top of my list but. I don't know if I should pull the trigger on because I don't know if it's going to be long-term, but yeah, like the stone wall saw is definitely a thing. I've seen so many top GA players like drop battles to it or, you know, give it the respect it, you know, deserves or whatever. And especially now that this data cron is out there, I'm like, Oh boy, is now the time to pull the trigger on saw. I would love to have another, a 
better backwall GA team, you know, and Saw would probably be an upgrade to one of those teams, I'm sure. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I've, I've really been on the fence about looking at that one. And then, like, I don't have Hondos yet, but again, I don't really have Hondo modded very well, so I'm hesitant to give it his until I really give him the respect that he deserves in terms of my resources. And then um, even ones like the first order tie pilot or whatever right like no one really uses that one anymore but a lot of people applied it in the beginning so it's like but then every now and again it's like you still see someone be like oh i need a cleanup and all of a sudden you've got a hux team like ready to go for a cleanup you know so um, it's just kind of interesting some of the omicrons that are out there in terms of their relevance over time yeah that, that first order type pilot one is like the definition of well it looked good on paper or did. <laughs> I did. I didn't put it on. I, I'm thankful I missed that one. But yeah, did you do that one, Mo? Yeah, I did. And you did, and yeah. you know, and I it. I don't think I ever got much use out of it. Like yeah. maybe you know I fiddled around with it for a bit, but it's it's just not that hard to yeah to get through or deal with. So well, and even you know looking at Zam, it's like I haven't used Zam in ages. You know that Omicron's just. <laughs> sitting there doing like getting getting dust at this point so all right well that was fun a little omicron discussion i love that yeah hot um but with that guys we have covered it all <laughs> we, we've put together quite an episode it, it's it's so funny you know people always ask me oh, how long are the episodes it's like you know what they're just gonna go as long as they go and it always happens to be like two hours i guess and it flies by i mean you know, I have no idea that uh, we've already been talking here for about two hours so uh cider thank you so much for devoting your time and uh joining us and sharing all of your wealth of information and your bot with the community uh really appreciate it no, my pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, uh, Mole, thank you for joining me. And I will be posting your uh, Discord link in our um, important resources channel. And then is there any other channels that you have? Do you have like a YouTube or any other thing? Is it mostly your Discord um, the where people can find you and or interact with Wookiebot? No, mostly Discord right now. Um, okay. I'll say I just stood up a, I just stood up a website with links to the, to the channel if... Um, uh, you know, to, to the to the invite for the bot as well as the channel. It's wookie.tools. Um, okay. Yep. Might make it easier, but uh, yeah, the website doesn't really do anything other than have some pretty pictures in the background. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. All right. Um, yeah. No. Uh, that's that's about it for my uh, for my media. Okay. Great. Uh, and with that, I just want to thank the listeners uh, joining us here again on a UTH. I am gonna. Again, I said this last time and then I didn't follow through, but uh, I do have a couple more ideas for shows that I am going to try to get scheduled. So hopefully we'll get a little bit more uh, regular again. Uh, and with that, it is time to go switch off.